0: many windows conversations on ministry. I'm your podcast host Julie Taylor coming to you from Meadville Lombard Theological School in Chicago. It is summertime and we are gearing up for a new academic year. This week I spoke with third year student Beth Monhollen getting her thoughts on the question what do you wish you'd known as you started seminary? I'm so glad that we're having this conversation, Beth. Thank you for being on and for being able to talk about the topic, which is really kind of, what are new students, incoming students, what's good for them to notice, pay attention to?
1: Thanks, Reverend Julie. I'm glad to be here. Uh, As a a third year, officially a third year student, um, I keep thinking about how fast it goes and, and you know, people say that when you start anything new, you're like, it's going to go so fast.
0: Sure. And at the beginning,
1: you're like, there's too much. It'll never go fast. And now I'm almost done. <laughs> um, so it feels like, you know, both five minutes ago and 200 years ago with that, it was August of 20. The pandemic was raging, not mm-hmm. that it's still. And I just thought, I, I will say this, when I got accepted to Meadville, it was, I got my letter of the week that the shutdowns or nationwide shutdowns were announced. And I thought, mm-hmm. I, can't, I can't go to grad school. And a friend of mine who was in her final year at Meadville said, it'll never be a good time to change your life. So you may as well do it now. Right. And, and she was correct. And so <laughs> I said, all right, I'm going to do this. And I had been, I think as many people are thinking about uh, responding to that call to ministry about going into Unitarian Universalism as a, you know, as a faith professional, is that a thing? Um, And so I have looked at the UUA's website Mm -hmm. for years. I had already gotten, I was going to see if I had it here. It's in another shelf. You know, the, the, hey, the things you need to know here are the like ministerial competencies. Mm, Yeah. looked at all that. I had looked at Meadville's um, admissions requirement, you know, I'd done all this stuff. And so I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. And then I'll be honest, you get into things and they're like, oh, there's still so much I don't know.
0: <laughs> For and sure. That you
1: don't, and you don't know what you don't know. So you don't even know to ask it.
0: That's right. Um,
1: and so there were a few things that uh, I wish I had known. And, and I'm going to say this, let me back up. I'm sure somebody told me them, <laughs> one of my mentors used to say, we don't hear the answers to questions we're not asking. So maybe I just wasn't oh. question at the time. So that's um, really
0: interesting. That's, well, let me, let me, let me jump in for a second. Cause you yeah. so at the beginning piece, the thing that you said, you, you kind of reminded me of what, what a, a couple, well, a few people who were very wise told me when I was first, uh, starting the family and having kids, which was the days are long the years are short oh yeah and that kind of feels like what you were describing with the cemetery thing too right mm-hmm. like the oh man the semesters are long and sometimes classes are long and days are long but all of a sudden the years are like wait wait a minute how did this happen and it's it seems it sounds similar to what what you're de- that phenomenon you're describing um so that's good to lift up too like yeah all of a sudden it's going to be it's going to be wait wait a minute how are we here wait a minute um and that's good. That's good to to lift up. I I remember having that, too. When you say that it's just been a lot further ago. So it's just <laughs> a lot further from my experience. But yeah, I, I had that, too. Uh, but, but also what, what you're saying, too. I love that you don't hear the answer to a question you're not asking. Yeah. Is that right? Is, did I say yeah, that right? That is it. That's a really great that's that's really a great uh, concept. So answers may be out there if you're not either ready to hear them or if you're not ready to ask the question you don't realize that that was a question that you might need an answer to and yet information can be all over the place and it's not always about the information itself it may be are you ready for the information that's a great piece around ministry it's certainly a great piece going into school so I want to kind of foot stomp that
1: one I like that yeah it's been one of my guiding principles for years in my previous professional life you know and I and all of us have this but we're like I'm already gay I told you that already <laughs> but it wasn't ready to hear it um, so there were things that I get I'm sure I, kn- I actually know the information was out there mm-hmm. around a few things and the things that were particularly for me in the in that first semester in that first year that I knew or was aware of, but didn't really know how to navigate were Mm -hmm. things around um, preparing um, uh, for a CPE, like actually doing all the applications for that. And also searching for and preparing for internship. And again, I knew those things were happening and I knew, and I wanted to be, and I wasn't in a big rush. I'm still not in a big rush, but I, I, was committed at least going into it that I knew I wanted to be full time and right. at least try to be on a, a three-year plan. Mm-hmm. And I was open to, if I need to adjust that, it's okay. Right.
0: Which happens to students for any number of reasons. There's oh, a lot I'm- of reasons that can shift, but yeah, you, 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 you had a, you had a, you had an infrastructure or at least kind of a, a, a skeleton that you were working, working to put some, right. some stuff on. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. And so I was like, that's the goal if I can stick with it, great, if not, you know, I I started this in my, how old is I going to be, I was 46, right, so I was like, I don't know, I'm going to get to 50 no matter what, and I'll either get to 50 with it done, or I'll get to 50 with it getting ready to be done, so, um, but I said if, but I knew if I wanted to be on a three-year plan, Mm -hmm. there were certain things I would need to do, and I knew that I would need to do CPE in the summer between first and second year, Mm -hmm. I would need to be applying for and searching for an internship to start in the second year. So I knew that Mm -hmm. and thought, great, I know that, (laughs) yay. Uh, What I didn't know is how involved those processes were, particularly Uh, the CPE application. Yeah. Um, And so that is one thing that I wish somebody, that specific thing, I don't remember anybody saying, it's gonna take you hours and days to fill out a CPE application mm-hmm. and um, it was actually a podcast you had done with mm-hmm. Reverend Tracy Wilkinson who yep. was a CPE educator at the time with Aurora in Wisconsin where mm-hmm. I live coincidentally and I just happened to watch that and I was like um, oh that's the other thing I guess a bit of advice for new students like read your email and watch and watch and listen to the stuff <laughs> like really like <laughs> because it's this there's so much information that provides that you and and a lot of the other staff provide that is so helpful and so i did like i i read my emails and i read the weeklies every single monday yeah i follow the links um and i'm a big old nerd and i made time for that but i was watching that podcast with you and reverend tracy and Uh i and one of the things she said was oh and this was um sometime in November of my first semester mm-hmm. um, and in, in that podcast uh, she had said oh people start accepting CP applications as early as December but in January and February and they start interviews and I went what I didn't think I was gonna have to worry about that for the spring right because I thought oh I'm going to do that in summer right. so. and so I spent my actual Thanksgiving break mm-hmm. going to the um, ACPE website mm-hmm. uh, looking at different sites in my area. And fill, they have one application. That's the part that was really great. Yeah. I found, if you're applying through anything with them, you can do one application, just change some minor things on it about yep. where you're applying and send it to multiple places. Mm-hmm. Um, so that part was really good, but wow, it was, it's, it was a more involved, it's the most involved application I've ever done for anything. And I
0: it's like, huge. It's yeah, huge. Yeah.
1: It's, it was so much. And, um, and I really thought like literally I'm like, I don't know, the Friday after Thanksgiving, I'm like, I'm just going to go do this. And then went, oh, I guess I'm going to spend the whole weekend doing it. Yeah. Um, And so looking at that sort of stuff early on to know, like, if you want to, like, you need a lot of thought in that process Mm -hmm. makes sense, right? If you're going into a clinical placement for a chaplaincy training, um, it's not the same as just, it's not even the same as applying for grad school. No, it's different. You have people's lives in your literal hands. And so you have to be thoughtful about it. They want to get to know you. And so that, uh, was a moment of panic for me. Mm -hmm. And I, and I know for some of my uh, cohort students who started the same year I did, like I, I mentioned after Thanksgiving break, oh, I did my uh, CPE application and people were like, why? I'm like, because they start interviewing in January or February and other students were like, oh God. And then some folks just never heard that because right. they weren't in the question yet, right? right. And so because they- I will
0: say that it gets talked about at the very beginning of the semester I send emails about it. Right. Yep. I send, right. I um, like it gets mm-hmm. uh, we set up uh, BYOLs, which is for Meadville is a bring your own lunch on the topic of it. Uh, usually in October, I do the one on CPE for this very reason. And yeah, but but that's the that's a piece. Right. You're just hitting it um information is available but when 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 are we ready for it is the thing and so i like that you're lifting up one of the things in particular that you wish you had known is that you didn't know that you needed to be ready for that is what i'm hearing you say yeah and so this is good whoever might listen to this that's new you might now realize that you need to be ready to hear that information a little earlier than you might think and it is true um now for for students who are doing summer cpe units that right. tends to be when it is now there are other rolling deadlines for other kinds of units and yet it's way earlier than you might think those last minute pieces sometimes can happen but it sure is difficult so
1: well and that's it like to have it it actually felt really great for me then to go into second semester with with applications out and offers for interviews by the time my second semester started. Yeah. And um and then I had my CPE secured honestly by mid-February. Like yeah. I knew then what the summer was going to be. And then I shifted my focus to looking for internships, mm-hmm. um, which I won't get into here. It was a really long process. Mm-hmm. I thank you so <laughs> much, Reverend Julie, for your help with that. That was <laughs> long and stressful for me for all kinds of reasons related to the pandemic. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad I landed where I did. But one thing I did not know, and I had just never encountered, and again, I had been looking at the UUA's website for years, literally at least three or four years before I applied to Meadville. Um, I, uh, I had just never encountered in all of that searching among everything about like preparing for ministry and all of that. Mm-hmm. The clearinghouse where the internships are located, ah. like had never... I'd never stumbled across it, right? Right, right. And so I didn't know it was there until one of my classmates was like, Well, are you looking on the clearinghouse? And I was like, What? I don't know what you're talking about. And they were like, What do you mean you don't know what? You know, it's this. They're like, No, somebody mentioned it. You know, they had heard it. That was the question they were asking. Right. Um, and so That's the thing I would say to folks coming in. Even if you're not on a a three-year plan, start looking now to get a sense of the kinds of internships out there across the country. So going to the UAE. yeah getting to know that website and getting yeah. t- and really
0: paying attention to it and if you're the kind of person that's more from the the analog years where you really need to download things and highlight it then do it if and knowing that it could change and you know date the stuff you're downloading it's re- same with with the meadville stuff and the same goes with I think for any classes that you're taking do what you need to do to have that information available to you and kind of sink in when you're ready for it to sink in becomes really important uh, and also let me just put a pin too about internships in the way meadville the way we do it too often is a little different than the way a lot of folks do it because it's so connected to classes and i know that there are students all over the we have students all over um, all over all over not just right. the country right uh but in different countries uh at times and so finding an internship the internship clearinghouse is not the primary way that most of our students find it however it is a really important place to also look to find out like you said what might be out there that i it hadn't occurred to me to apply for Uh, and that's that's key that's key and always let me just put a plug in as you're doing that through internship if you're gonna look through internship clearinghouse cool don't count if 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 an internship maybe doesn't seem like oh well it says it's one year so i won't even apply to that hey find me talk to me because sometimes i can make phone calls to and i can also suggest and i've done this students hey reach out to the minister find out if they're willing to do it across two years to be able to work with Meadville sometimes they are and it didn't occur to them so there's lots of ways to use that information you don't necessarily have to count yourself out for stuff just because what it says on the website is one thing give particularly with internships and CPE call me make an appointment with me and we can we can talk about what uh, about other uh, about ways to find more information uh, and then you'll be able to make a a better. um, uh, informed decision based on more information yeah.
1: That was. You were so helpful in that process for me. So again, I know I said this earlier, but I can never say it enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but I would say it was it was looking there that even gave me a sense of the range, yeah. and, and certainly with when I was looking, that everybody was still completely virtual with no idea yet of when yeah. they could talk back to in person. Yep. Yep. And so there was a, a degree of flexibility that folks were also willing to engage with. Right. That. I- think, at least my sense of some congregations where uh, my classmates are all interning, like second and third year students, that, that congregations, I think, are willing to be like, oh, we we do need to stay. Not all, not, right. not everybody, but enough are willing to say, what does it look like? And, and that folks know, I think, um, the congregations I'm most familiar with know having a a hybrid format, of virtual presence is so really, really critical moving forward, pandemic yeah. or not. And so yeah, folks are, yeah. I think, willing to say, oh, the way we've always done things doesn't have to be how we do it moving forward. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I don't want, that's what I want to say to new students. that yeah. If you think, oh, that won't work because they said this, it never hurts to ask. Yeah. Like I asked lots and lots of people and then got, got a couple of yeses where folks are like, let's figure out how to make it work so well
0: and again here we go back to your earlier statement around questions they may not have realized that there that there was a question that needed to be asked or what what kind of an answer could that be with this question questions um, questions are useful curiosity is yeah. so key i'm i'm learning that in new ways in my life around curiosity where i've i've had it and i feel like i've had it down i'm pretty good with it in some areas and now i'm going oh wait a minute curiosity that's a really good tool that's a really good tool curiosity um is is serves i know just personally professionally that stance of curiosity serves is so useful and serves me well So what else are there any other any other pieces even starting out Uh, we're getting we're we're coming up to the the going to boy it'll it'll be here quickly. Uh, The start of the semester, if you can even remember back that that beginning part your first semester uh, anything else that you that you wish you had known as you were beginning this journey of seminary.
1: A couple of things around uh, relationship. And again, this is like thing that, you know, and then it's like learning it, not just in your head, but in your heart, in your body. Mm. Um, And again, because when I started in 2020, we had to be fully virtual um, for, for the intensive week. And that was that was an adjustment for everybody for, for the continuing students who've never had to engage that way. Mm-hmm. They got shut down partway through an intensive, you know, seven months before mm-hmm. um, for faculty and staff. And, and I was, I've said this to folks and they're like, oh, like the folks who are ahead of me in the program who are now fourth year students who are graduates who are like, oh, you know, the way intensive used to be. And we didn't get to, I'm like, I didn't know any of that. Like, right. I don't know what it- like i i can't miss what i never experienced right right um so for me i'm like this is how seminary goes like we're mm-hmm. just going to do some things fully virtual all the time and and so how to be intentional about relationship building mm. with with my with our colleagues in learning like our our uh, other students and also with faculty and staff um and so that can be in the midst of everything else I think as students we have going on in our lives Mm -hmm. I still worked full-time my first Mm -hmm. year and I know a lot of other students do as well I'm I don't have children by choice um but a lot of folks do Mm -hmm. Like, like the managing all the pieces that you that all of us are constantly juggling um whether or not there's a pandemic happening is a lot and so it can really feel like I can only show up and do my class um and again that could be maybe in person or or virtually and my sense from students from before when the intensive used to happen in like a two, one two three week like truly intensive time block right. where everybody gathered in chicago like there's these sort of oh i'm trying to think of a positive way to put it because it's a positive experience for folks mm-hmm. but it's a time out of time right Like yes. you're leaving your, your regular schedule behind and your focus just on that. And, and the intensity of that experience was really bonding for a lot of students. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Again, I never experienced that. And so right. I don't miss it. But I had to figure out, and, and I've talked to some of the folks in my cohort who started with me, how to still have relationships mm-hmm. because uh, this is a really intense, um, to pick up on the intensive week, I'm like, it's called that because it's super intense. But mm-hmm. it's in the formation and the changes we're going through, they just become things that that come up for you in your body, in, in your spirit, intellectually, that you can't even prepare for.
0: Right.
1: And these are the people who are going to like know what you're going through with. That's you. That's right. And it's not about making friends, although I certainly hope I have made friends. Sure. It's about who who can I like exchange numbers with so that i can be like can you be my study partner right <laughs> when we're in constructive theology yep. uh, we're in pastoral care can i talk about this with you uh, in ways that if you were in an intensive physically you have i think of those like informal hallway conversations yes you know, yes happening conferences that happen in, that, mm-hmm. that can't happen and so i i after that first semester really decided i needed to be intentional about creating that for myself and so <laughs> i start. I started reaching out to folks and say, will you have a coffee date on Zoom with me? Oh, okay. I was was going to ask. Yeah. Yep.
0: So coffee dates on Zoom was one of the ways. What are some of the other ways that you were doing that Um, intentional distance?
1: uh, um, And I started honestly showing up for SAC meetings. Oh, okay. When, the, when they said, oh, all students are welcome, again, I'm a big nerd, I, I didn't say this earlier, but I've worked in higher ed for a long time, so I was like, oh, I should show up for that. So I just, now, let me just say, SAC
0: up. is the Student Advisory oh, yes. Council, right, yeah. so you, and and those meetings are, uh, at least parts of them are open, so, and those are in the bulletin yeah. every week, you can find out when the next one is, yep.
1: Yep, once a month, uh, the, the Student Council meets and they are open, like, we're discussing, like, how do mm-hmm. we, as students, support other students' engagement, mm-hmm. and so I Started showing up to that. And so then I met tons of people. Mm. Um, I met tons of people. Sure. And um, that was really, uh, I'm going to turn that off
0: because I thought I did earlier. Don't worry. <laughs> That's all right. Um, but engage. So-, <laughs> so showing up for stuff, and there are a lot of activities that happen and there's different ways. Uh, and since that first time, since, since your semester, for sure, that, that the student body has figured out how to do this, bu- building these relational experiences from a distance. This institution has figured different ways to do that. Now we've got study groups that happen that the library has sponsored. There's different, right. There's a whole lot of different SAC offers different times beyond just the meeting. So there are, I think now in, in 2022, there are more, uh, there are more uh, uh, institutionalized, for lack of a better word, yep. scheduled planned ways to do that, where when you were just starting, it was a lot more ad hoc. Mm-hmm. Both of them, I it, it, from my perspective, I think both are necessary. Yeah, there's going to be ones to engage that other people are putting together, but also... It's really, uh, you know, every student is going to have to put those pieces together. And, and it is hard juggling all the different things that y'all juggle, navigating the different pieces, personal, professional uh, lives that we, that we have, working. A lot of us have multiple jobs. It's, it just is the reality. When I was in seminary, I had a couple jobs myself. Uh, I, 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 I resonate with that for sure. Uh, and you're responsible for your own career. Right. And and uh, ministers, we are relational and we have to. That's part of our formation. Then also is learning how are these different ways that we are going to be connected? Uh, and now with the world the way it is, one of them is certainly in person, because there will be times that we're going to be relational in person. But there's going to be an on, an ongoing need. There's going to be an ongoing need to really develop and innovate within a within distance how do we connect from a distance and there's so many different ways to do it that that needs not going to change so how we practice how we how we do seminary is practicing for how we're going to do ministry later so all the different ways that you're talking about to practice now is going to not just prepare you to get through seminary it's actually setting the foundation and you're setting you're setting um uh your kind of your body and your psyche up for how you're going to practice ministry later. So I, I love all these different ideas that you're coming up with.
1: Well, I will I'll say this, uh, uh, as a continuation of that. Um, I love you have said, and I've heard you say this since my, honestly, since I attended in 2019, an open house at me felt like way back in January, 2019, what, what you just said that how we are in some, like what we're practicing in seminary is practice for our professional lives in ministry. But it, it also though, is connected to me to an idea that literally, since I said out loud, outside of my inner circle of people who are not Unitarian Universalists, but to other UUs, especially my senior minister at my home congregation, that I was thinking of this, people have said over and over, People who are Unitarian Universalist ministers, by the way, that ministry is lonely. Mm. And I'm a little bit like, well, then we need to make it not lonely. By golly, right? <laughs> Do you know? And I understand now what people mean by that. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm in an internship, and I see the ways in which good boundary setting and like mm-hmm. de- de- definitions of relationship are so important. Mm-hmm. But this was it for me. I'm like, I'm a relational person. Mm-hmm. I'm a relational leader. I love collaboration and I do get lonely, and and I have to have my people, and again, it's, some of it is about friendships, but you know what, I have amazing friends, I have friends who I've been friends with for over 30 years, Mm -hmm. who are my, they're my, they're my heart, they're the people that I don't have, I can just be with them, but I need people who also understand this work and can support for me in this work, either as friends or as just the colleagues I trust. And so for me, this has been, I thought about that, what you said, Reverend Julie, we have to practice how we're going to be in ministry. And for me, that meant practicing changing the culture of loneliness by being intentional about relationships. Mm. And and so some of it was being intentional with my Meadville colleagues and being aware of the parallel path of what I'm doing in Meadville to earn the MDiv and what I need to do with the UUA and Mm -hmm. the Ministerial Fellowship Committee to earn fellowship. And so I joined when I reached candidate status, um, a, a ministerial fellowship network, uh, mm-hmm. they, offered, they started offering this year, like small groups yep. and they offered an option for like one-on-one mentoring or small groups. And I was like, you know what? The small group is better for who I am and where I am in my life. Yeah. And so it that, that has been great because I have, ironically enough, in my MFN group were two other Meadville students mm. who... I knew a little, but I got to know them much better in the year of doing that MFN group. Yeah. But, but a seminarian from Emory and a seminarian from Vanderbilt yeah. and from Union, and so I'm getting to meet you use at That's other regions right. in other parts of the country. And it's about. Let us support each. Like we've shared sermons, we've done. You know, we've given yeah. each other feedback. And-, well, and this is where, right?
0: As and you're all about in the uh, the same cohort-ish yep. area mm-hmm. of of you're going to be progressing through your careers approximately. You know, a- alongside one another, and to to keep building those relationships, you never know when you're going to need it. You never know when you're going to be needed, right? And all those pieces become really important. Uh, and so I, I that, this is a great place to 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 close this conversation. I think Reverend Tandy Rogers also always talks about who's your who's your squad, getting your <laughs> squad right. So you're all you're you're bringing this circle around to, um, you know, we kind of started with what do you need to do, but part of what do you need to do is you need to realize that you're part of a we.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. That's really without that we. Not only you just said it really well, not only is seminary going to be really difficult, but ministry uh will not just be difficult but I think has potential for um real um, to not recognize especially as you use because for those for those that might be listening to this who are UU in particular as as uh As covenanted community, it has to be about we if it's only about I then we're likely to do damage to ourselves and we're likely to do damage to others. And so this we piece of finding out, right, who's your squad, where are you going to connect and practicing it now? You've brought up so many great ideas. I love them. Thank you so much for, uh, for, for bringing these examples and to being an example as well, because not only are you, is this something that you're talking about, it's something that you've you've uh, you kind of practiced and you've lived and you continue to live. So I appreciate your time today, Beth. And thanks for, for having this conversation and excited for, for
1: this next year. Me too. Thank you, Reverend Julie, and welcome new students. Uh, I look forward to meeting people. And I'll just put in a plug because I am the Secretary of SAC this year. So come to a student advisory council meeting and plan to replace us. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. Thank you. I'm glad you mentioned that. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Many Windows Conversations on Ministry is a production of Meadville Lombard Theological School. Theme music is Destination by Just Thea. This episode is produced by Julie Taylor. And as always, a special thank you to Tomo Hilbo.